I wish I still played the drums. You played the drums? Uh, briefly, briefly. I had no uh, clue. I learned something wish, new tonight. I wish I would have stuck that out. I feel like I am a drummer um, without ever actually really learning how to play the drums. Whatever. Uh, hello, it's an Illini basketball basketball post game show from No One Ask Us. He's Craig. I am Logan. Uh, coming to you immediately following Illinois' uh, 71-68 win over Michigan State in Champaign tonight. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no one asks us. Before we get started, always as always, like, share, subscribe. If you haven't already done so, we would appreciate it. I don't know where we're at subscriber numbers-wise on YouTube. If you're watching this on another medium, uh, check us out on YouTube. Give us a follow or a subscribe there. What was that? 531. 531. That's wonderful. Uh, let's get us to 550. How about that? Um, but yeah, we're here after, um, I don't want to say an impressive win, but uh, a win. A win. Illinois held on. Um, it wasn't pretty, uh, but a win is a win. You can't lose at home, and that's what happened. So uh, yeah, again, Illinois 71-68. Illinois improves to 3-1 and one in the Big Ten. Um I don't even know what the overall record is at this point. Um, um, Craig, well, we, twelve and three, twelve and three, twelve and three. How are we feeling? Get you, let's get your um, rapid, quick thoughts off the top here. How are we feeling after the chaos that has been the last two days in college basketball? I would have taken anything in the W column tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so we yep. got it. We survived. Uh, one of very few ranked teams to win their first game of the week this week. So um, it's a positive. Uh, I think we saw a lot of good things. I think uh, this Michigan State team is now 9-7, and seven, I think, 1-4 and four in the Big Ten, but that record isn't doesn't represent this team. That Michigan State no. team has talent. Um, I don't think they have a bad loss on their resume. Um, I was looking at it earlier. Their losses are now to James Madison, who is one of the best mid-majors, uh, Duke, Arizona, Wisconsin, Nebraska has shown they are very capable, and then Sunday against Northwestern and now Illinois. So, not technically no bad losses for this Michigan State team. They'll be in the tournament. It's uh, I believe a quad one win. I believe. Uh, yes, I believe so. It was at least. I don't think I would have changed. I mean, it, it depends on how Michigan State does the rest of the year. It may dip off of there but as of right now it yep. is still a quad one win so so not a whole lot to be upset about i the line was two and a half three and a half ended at three i mean it's exactly what um what we thought it was going to be uh nerve-wracking stressful i told logan before we started does does this sport make you as stressed out as it does me because i was on the edge of my seat pretty much the whole second half and logan your mom says hi <laughs> I saw that. Hello, mother. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, I was. I think I stood the last ten minutes of the game. Um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, you just needed. We to need win. to figure out a way to live stream watching games. We tried it last it's year. It's just not and easy. It didn't work. It's, it's not, not easy, easy because we both stream our TVs. So yeah, uh, but it would be so much fun. I think. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. A uh, win. You just needed a win. This is a. Michigan State team that is talented, uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, they I don't know what their final record is going to be. I'm not sure if this ends up being a tournament team or not. 
right now I think they're a bubble team. Uh, but Ken Palm has them 19 and 12. But according to Tyler Hansborough, Illinois is a bubble team too. So Yeah, well, we don't need to talk about Sorry that. to interrupt. I'm just, um, I feel like talking tonight. Yeah. Uh, get in the chat if you haven't already. I see plenty of people already in here. I see some of the usual sub suspects. Mike's in here. Uh, Blake's in here. Uh, Jay's here. Adam's here. Tim's here. Talked to Tim before the game. Uh, he was kind of about where I was. Kind of just need to win. We'll go over some of the numbers here. Uh, Ty Rogers, who was virtually unplayable against Purdue, um, was for a large stretch of this game the best player on the court. Led the Illini in scoring. Tied for lead in scoring with two other players. 15 points for Ty um, after his negative 24 in the plus minus, I think. Something like that um, against Purdue. Yeah. Um, yeah, 15 for him. Uh, 15 also for Coleman Hawkins, 15, seven boards for Coleman. And then Marcus Damask, who was non-existent in the points column for a long time. Uh, I think at one point fairly late in the second half, uh, still had just two points finished with 15, six rebounds and five assists for Marcus. Nobody double, double tonight. Quincy Garrier, 10 points, six boards. Um, Justin Harmon had a nice 10 points, four rebounds, a couple assists. Luke Goody, four points for Luke. Uh, my biggest takeaway, it's not really like the main takeaway, but I didn't realize Luke Goody's just not shooting free throws very well. Uh, that was no. my main takeaway at the very end of the game. Also, what have you done to our background? You I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to show okay. the stats screen while you're talking oh. about them, and I Great. can't figure out how to do it. So. Okay, well, I'm that's fine. Um, okay. But, yeah, I think that's most of it. Luke Goody, as I said, four points. Six rebounds for Luke, though. I mean, the rebounds, we can talk about it. Uh, only eight offensive rebounds I don't love. Um, but, uh, you know, six six boards for Marcus, six boards for Luke, six points for Quincy, seven for Coleman. Um, yeah, it was pretty much those guys. Dane scored two points, only played five minutes. So it was pretty much just the six-man rotation of Damas, Goody, Garrier, Rogers, Hawkins, and Harmon for pretty much it was the entirety a, of this game. It was a six-man rotation the entire second yeah. half. Dane did not Correct. see a single minute. Yeah. Um, where do we go? What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Coleman Hawkins? You want to talk about this? Let's talk about Ty. Let's talk about Ty Rogers. Um. As was well documented, Purdue uh, kind of uh, changed the um, changed the book, sort of, so to speak, on how to defend Ty Rogers and how to defend Illinois uh, by putting Zach Eady on him. As everybody knows, Ty Rogers does not take a shot outside of the paint. Um, the question was, would Tom Izzo do that uh, with Maddie Sissoko? Uh, and he did. Um, however, Illinois was prepared for it. Ty seemed to be a little more fired up and a little, little more prepared and ready for that. And he attacked Sissoko. He attacked the paint. Uh, he, he looked he, he looked good tonight. He was he was the player you need him to be. Um, a much better performance from Ty Rogers tonight with, as I said, a tie for team lead, 15 points. Were you surprised? When we saw uh, that defense defense on him right out the gate, did you think they would go to that at some point? Um, I was surprised. I didn't. I didn't think uh, we'd see it right away. I wouldn't say I was surprised. I think that 
I think Purdue really exposed uh, Ty. And so I thought, you know, obviously Tom Enzo is going to watch the Purdue game. He probably watched it live as it was happening and then watched it on film and scout and stuff. So it was so effective for them. Um, I yeah. figure everyone's going to going to try it for the rest of the season. Um, but I was thoroughly impressed with Brad's adjustment to it. Yeah. I, he didn't shy away from it. He found a way to get Ty involved and get him easy buckets. He was five of five in the first half. All five shots were in the paint, uh, a dunk, some easy layups. He used his quickness to get around Sissoko where Edie is so big. He wasn't going to yeah. get more than the charge arc away. Sissoko was closer to the free throw line, which gave Ty more room. He had a couple nice spin moves that got him the layups and he was able to get around Sissoko. So I really think that Purdue was an outlier because Edie is just so big. I don't think there's another big in the Big Ten that Rodgers can't get shots off over. Or no, but I think other teams are going to try it. Oh, I think everyone's going to um, try it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the probably the best way to try and defend it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ty, Ty showed tonight that he is capable of getting past it. And he he was he was very good in that department tonight, especially in the first half. I think most of his points came in the first half. Um, he wasn't quite as effective in the second half. I think he was five for five from the field in the first half. Finished yep. the game six for eight. Um, he had three points in the second half, one yeah. field goal and one free throw. Only one rebound for Ty Rogers. Just it was in the. I second don't know half. what that means. Just wanted to point that. Out. Also, no assists. Whatever. Uh, Ty Rogers was at least effective. Well, he didn't play a whole lot. He, he only played a half. He only played 20 minutes. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's, that's 15 why points Jay in 20 minutes. Asking, <laughs> I, I, I don't know why Ty wasn't on the floor more. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, looking at the analytics of it, he was, he was, at halftime, he was plus seven and plus minus. He ended up plus two. So his second half performance wasn't as good, but he also didn't play as much in the second half. I, I don't know what happened. He was not in foul trouble. I don't remember him making any huge mistakes, um, but I'm with Jay. I, I'm confused as to why he didn't see more minutes because this was a, this was a career game. I believe 15 is a yeah. career high for him. So I don't know. I, I can only speculate, and I don't really even need to start there. So I have no idea, uh, but still 15 points in 20 minutes is is – pretty good from that department um coleman hawkins looked like uh all big 10 defensive player tonight um all over the court guarding everybody uh stopping several things uh causing havoc on the defensive end also scoring 15 points um he four blocks (laughs) four blocks for coleman hawkins two assists um, if you are, I mean, I know it's still only January, but you know how these things go sometimes who you think is the best defensive player doesn't always get the awards because all they're going to look at is blocks and stats or blocks and steals. Um, mm-hmm. so obviously this will help in that department. Um, yeah, we didn't really go over the, any of the, uh, efficiency numbers and all that stuff. Uh, Luke Goody, uh, for his only four points and six boards was the, Best on the team in terms of plus minus with 10. Uh, Quincy was six. And then after that, it's just kind of uh, not great. Ty was two. Coleman, negative two. Justin, two. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Damask, 
an even zero on the night, plus minus. Uh, and then Dane was negative three. Plus minus is just a weird stat. Um, I know what it means. And it is I, a very weird stat. I, it's, just, yeah. it's just odd to like look at these numbers. Like I just don't know. On a night like tonight, I don't really know what that proves. I don't know what those numbers should yeah. tell me tonight. Like on it, the Purdue night, yes, those numbers can tell you things. I don't know that I learned anything from those numbers tonight. Um, I mean, to show you kind of the wonkiness of analytics and whatnot, plus minus is a big stat. Coleman was minus two. And I'm nerding out here on my analytics, but, you know, I like the efficiency in the game score. Oh, I know. Um, efficiency is the good plus – or it's all the good – Added up, subtracting the bad, and Coleman Hawkins' efficiency was uh, was twenty three. The next closest was Marcus with sixteen, and his game score on a which is on a scale of zero to forty was fifteen point eight. The only other Illinois player in double digits was Marcus at eleven point nine. So by those two analytics, Coleman had an outstanding game, but he was still minus two and plus minus. Yeah, so. For what it's worth, it it doesn't always make a lot of sense, but I, I was impressed by Coleman tonight. Um, the mm-hmm. three threes were were huge for Coleman. Um, did all of those come in the second half or just two of them? Um, Check. I don't remember. Two, but two of the three came in the second half. He was four for four yep. from the free throw line. Uh, and as I said, get a lot on the defensive end tonight. Was definitely a Coleman Hawkins game. Would have been a Ty Rogers game probably had he played more, but we don't need to get into that again. Uh, but yeah, this was definitely a Coleman Hawkins game. Um, individually, anything else? I mean, the Marcus Damask, you know, I think that's been a known thing is that he can light you up for 30, and then the next game he goes missing for large stretches of time. Who'd and you that's say? What Sorry. Marcus Damask. Yeah. For a quiet night, 15s. Right, but, okay. but, <laughs> but 13 of those came in the last 10 minutes. And six at the free throw line. Yeah, I mean, so like, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a quiet 15, but like he was he was literally non-existent points-wise. Like he was still dishing out assists and grabbing rebounds and doing other things. But um, it, it was an all-around team win. It wasn't pretty. Um, this is a yeah. average at best Michigan State team. Um, but you held on. You held on for a win. Um, I know you've been throwing up some of the some of the chat. Anything we need to touch on? Any, is anybody bringing up anything um, worth mentioning? I saw you laughing at something. Kai, well, yeah, uh, Kai brought up a point that I thought of in the first half. I didn't. I've never. I didn't really verbalize it or text <laughs> it to anyone. But you you really can tell if Coleman's going to make it because he just kind of flips it up there, and it's it yeah it's just such a quick release yeah. And he doesn't hold his follow through or anything. Like you know when he's feeling it. I had the same exact thought tonight, yeah. guy. Um, I was laughing at Jeff, Jeff, my cousin Jeff, getting in here. What's oh, up, Jeff? Cousin Jeff, what's seen up? A, seen a couple days, hopefully. Um, Michael is in here with uh, coach's post game thoughts as he always does. Thanks, Michael. Uh, loves the chemistry. I love the chemistry. Uh, coach too. Says they have not practiced due to too many being sick. Yeah, we didn't touch on that with Ty. Yeah, Ty coach was... said yesterday that Ty was sick at Purdue, and Correct. apparently it's a. a must be a bug going around. Um, maybe that although, maybe that affected him tonight. I mean, I'm, maybe that was part of it. Maybe he wasn't. That's true. That could maybe have he wasn't at one hundred percent. And you know, yeah, 
conditioning wise yeah, wasn't quite good there yet. So that that's probably the most likely reason as to why he only played 20 minutes. Maybe he was so gassed crazy by the effort does... that he gave in the first half that he just did not have it in the second. I don't know. Is there always a time in the season where this happens to Illinois? I feel like I every year we hear it's about... It's probably not just Illinois. I mean, I think it's it's flu season. Like, it's January. It's college kids. That's like, they're true. spending all their time together. I mean, shit just flies around. Like, yes, I do think it tends to happen with Illinois. Nasty, but, sticky floor. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think it tends to happen with Illinois, but I am i don't think Illinois is the only team that this happens to. Uh, but, yes, it does tend to be a thing. Yes, he did not play, or he was sick in, at Purdue. I'm going to guess that might have been part of the reason he didn't play as much tonight. It's a good thought. Amani Hansberry had back spasms against Purdue. He also did not play tonight. I yeah. don't know how much he would have played anyway. Uh, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn did not get into the game tonight. Um, so, yeah, short bench um, for, what you know, several reasons. And Terrence Shannon, we obviously know too. Um, yeah. What else? This was another one. Uh, Michael said, Coach was happy keeping them off the line. Uh, they only shot seven free throws. For the game. Yeah. They only had two at halftime. So yeah. um, they were five of seven from the free throw line. Illinois was 18 of 22. So that's a 13 points and a three point win. I mean, that's that's quite noticeable. Uh, I don't think there's been. Uh, oh, Michael said Coleman's feeling sick as well. He says coach feeling uh, sick too. What'd I say? You said Coleman. Oh, yeah. Coach feeling sick. Uh, Brant with a question for us. Does the short bench worry you both as we get deeper into the season? Yes, 100%. It does. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I, it does. It does. I, I don't know. I mean, eventually you expect to get Nico Moretti back. I don't know how much he helps you um, with Dre. Dre's not getting very many minutes. I just don't know how far, mm-hmm. how further along development wise Nico is. I, I just. I mean, it'll help to have somebody else there. But, yeah, I mean, when you're playing, obviously, you know, sickness and some other things might be a factor right now. But we literally played six deep tonight, and it's January 11th. So, yes, I, I do. That does that does worry me a little bit, um, very much so. Yep. Yep. Um, Moretti is practicing. Yeah. Um, he was – they said he was a game-time decision. I don't think he was actually a game-time decision. I think they probably knew – this morning right. that he wasn't going to play tonight, but he is getting closer. Um, so there's some ball handling, some point guard play that could take some minutes. Um, and you can't expect to get Terrence Shannon back, but there is a possibility that you do get Terrence Shannon back. So yeah. I don't think anyone's holding out hope. I've heard a bunch of different things that I'm not even going to say on here because it's just speculation at this point, but there is a chance. I will say that, that Terrence Shannon does come back. Um, and I just, yeah, like you said, I don't think you can count on these freshmen. For, they're not getting any minutes no, right now. So you can't get 8 to 10 in, in March if they're not going to get any in January. So a no. little bit of concern, but Moretti is going to be back this season. Um, there's a potential to get Shannon back. Um, but this team is, they're 3-1 and one without Terrence Shannon and Nico Moretti already against four Big Ten teams. So um, this team proved that they, they have the talent to do it. Yeah, uh, Jeff back in here. Uh, like he said, always going to be a tough game with Izzo on the sideline. So, I mean, this is four in a row for Illinois against Michigan State. Yeah. I wonder how how long ago it's been since Illinois won four in a row against Michigan State. 
I was talk. I mentioned it to Allison before the game started about how it was always a big deal to me, like as a kid, when I went to the Michigan State game. Like those were yeah. like that was the event of the year. Michigan State, Tom Izzo in Champaign was always the event. Um, and yeah, right now Illinois is more or less owned Michigan State, but Illinois has also been the most successful Big Ten team since Brad Underwood's been there. So mm-hmm. they've kind of owned everybody to that extent. Um, but yeah, it's just, you never know what you're going to get, even with a, you know, bubble-ish type Michigan State team. It's it's Tom Izzo. They always have players. Like, it's, it's always going to be tough. And it was tonight. I mean, this was not a pretty game for Illinois. And you got to give Michigan State a lot of credit for that. They they definitely disrupted some, disrupted some things. Um, Illinois also just at times just didn't shoot the ball well. So like you can't credit Michigan State for everything, um, but they were certainly uh, a disrupt disruptive factor. Um, and they they almost pulled it off. I thought for a while they were going to, but Illinois kept yeah. them in there kept themselves in there and made shots when they needed to got stops when they needed to that last 20 seconds was um i, I at that point i kind of lost confidence <laughs> this is just gonna fall there were a couple times i lost confidence when yeah. michigan state took a midway through the second half i think they took a i think we got it up to like eight or nine early in the second half and then they came back and took the lead yeah and i lost it and then yeah, again, towards the end. So um, I did pull up the media guide um, from February of 03. Illinois won five in a row. February 03, February 04, February 05, January 06, March 06. Illinois won five in a row from 03 to 06. Was the last time Illinois won more than three or four in a row over Michigan State? Uh, actually this one, Kathy was in here asking if we can talk about Coleman. We talked quite a bit about him to start. Um, so you can check that out, uh, after we're done here, or you can rewind on the YouTube, I believe. Uh, yeah, he was, it was his game. If Coleman would have played more or if Ty would have played more, uh, it would have been his, but I think we, uh, we all agree it was, it was Coleman's game tonight. Kai, compared to last, compared to years past, Coleman's emotions aren't affecting his play. When he had emotions today, to me, it looked like he was the only guy on the floor that cared. I do still uh, think his emotions sometimes get in the way, but I don't think yeah. it's as much. I don't think it's as often. I agree. I agree. He's I an emotional he's, player. He's maturing. He's getting a little more con- composed. Um, you know, definitely developing some leadership qualities. He's turning okay. himself into a pretty good player. And I think he is – I think he's a true Big Ten defensive player of the year type contender. He, like, leans into his attitude too. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously me and you both follow him on social media. I'm sure a lot of the people in the – Oh, he plays that role. On social media. Yeah. I mean, people were giving him shit at Purdue, and then Purdue lost the other night at Nebraska, and he posted the Joker gif of the Joker yep. laughing. <laughs> and uh, I saw multiple Purdue fans like, okay, dude, like, we'll we'll take it. And he was like, yeah, y'all are real. Like, this is what sports are. Like, I'm going to get shit and I'm going to give it back to you. So it's going to be reciprocated. Easily just kind of slid in there to Hunter's role as the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the villain yeah. of the conference. The and I'm fine yeah. with it. I, I mean, yeah. I I know Coleman has his, uh, I don't want to say haters, but 
I know Coleman has his detractors, um, and it's fair at times. Uh, but I mean, he is. I'm glad he came back. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, he's he's a very valuable member of this team. I do not know what this team would look like without Coleman Hawkins. It would be a yeah. lot more Dane Danger, which I'm just not Scary. super confident in that that would work. <laughs> yeah. If I'm being totally honest, I'm not uh, exactly sure what Charlie is saying here. Unnecessary contact endangered opponents from Coleman today is this Grayson Allen all over again. I'm not exactly sure what that. I don't know specifically what we're talking about there. I mean, I know Coleman is just kind of animated when he does a lot of things, so I don't know what it was. I I'm not. I don't know what that would be, and I don't really want to compare him to Grayson Allen. But um, if there's something that I'm not not remembering, um, maybe. But I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Double A cards. Nice win when we can still beat a good team when we didn't make a lot of threes. I think this could very well be our best win. Um, I mean, the Florida Atlantic win is looking worse. Not worse and worse, but it's not looking as good as we thought it was going to be. Um, they almost lost tonight. They got bailed out late in the game. Um, but I think Illinois has probably beaten three tournament teams now. So this is definitely one of the best. Um, could be the best at the end of the year. Uh, still, this still may not even. This may not even finish the year as a quad one win. <laughs> if I mean, right now Michigan State is twenty five in the net, and you have to be thirty in the net for a home for quad win. one. For quad one, what's so the what's the FAU? Because that was neutral site. Um, neutral site is fifty. And they're currently 22nd. I don't think they'll fall out of 50. They won't fall out of 50. Okay. So So. I think that one is safe. But this one, uh, if Michigan State continues to trend in the uh, the wrong direction, this game might not be a quad one win (laughs) by the end of the season. So it's crazy as, you know, as the Big Ten always tends to do this, but the Big Ten is, is, the Big Ten is just not a strong conference collectively. Uh, I think that's well documented. Um, but yeah, there's there's not a lot of those quad one and quad two or quad one specifically opportunities down the stretch. Um, so we'll just have to see. Your buddy South Bend Hawkeye, what's up? Yeah, uh, it's, this weekend's gonna be uh, gonna be uh, pretty fun, pretty fun around here. Got my shovel ready to go for Saturday morning. I gotta uh, make the drive to Chicago Saturday, so I'm gonna have to dig myself oh. out to to get there. We but, uh, uh, we had a trip to Chicago playing this weekend too, and I don't think we're gonna go. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Probably for the better. I think by the time I am ready to take off, I think it'll be okay. But hmm. uh, on the mark, what else? What else is Harmon more well rounded? Is Harmon a more well rounded rounded Alfonso Plummer? Would prefer him eating some of Goody's minutes. I think Alfonso Plummer was a much better shooter. Yeah, um, but well-rounded. I think so. I would I probably think, agree. I think so. Yeah. 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 I would I agree. He's a and I thought Harman. about that comparison too. Uh, what did he do tonight? Maybe it was just like the Utah thing. Um, Harmon took a lot of shots tonight. He was two of seven. Yeah, um, yeah he's no, he's rebounds, nowhere near the shooter the plumber was. But yeah, I've been impressed, I, and I. I think a lot of people were sleeping on Justin Harmon. I just didn't know what to expect because you never do know 
when those guys come from, I mean, the conference he played in isn't even, what are you playing? The whack, maybe? Yeah. Is he in the whack? Or is it even lower than that? I don't remember. Utah Valley. Okay, he is in the whack. So, I mean, that's like Grand Canyon, Stephen F. Austin. So you just you just never know when you get what you're getting from those kind of players. And I've been thoroughly impressed with what we've gotten from Justin Harmon. I have too. I I really I really liked. Um, I mean, he doesn't. He's not the most consistent producer. Um, I was. But again, I think it might maybe it just goes to the the Ty Rogers being sick thing. I don't know. I was kind of surprised that he was on the court at times, but that could have had something to do with it. Um, but yeah, defensively, he's kind of surprised me. I think he's better defensively than I expected him to be. No, he's not. He's not yeah. the shooter Alfonso Plummer was by any means. Nope. But um, yeah, he can do a lot of different things. And more so than Plummer. Plummer was just a shooter and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. And Harmon can do a yeah. lot more than that. In terms of eating goodies minutes, I mean, There's not a lot of minutes Luke to Goody, eat right now. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> we're only going about six deep. So um, yeah. I like having Luke Goody on the floor. I wish he did a little bit more scoring. Um, his offensive game yeah. is, I mean, he's a good shooter, but he's not taking those shots. And, He's, you know, he's aggressive. He's a good rebounder. He's going to, you know, dive after balls. Like he's that type of player. But yeah, I don't think there's a lot of minutes to be eating into at the yep. moment. Yep. What well, else? A couple more and then we'll close okay. it up. Um, right. The action Michigan State ran at the end to get the layup where it ended with Harmon as the drop defender and Coleman up top was damn impressive. I went back and forth on the actions that Penn State or Michigan State was running tonight because I feel like it was the same. It was guard up top, four down low, two posts on the block, and then the guards the guards just swung through. They just kept going back and forth, just swinging through. Yeah. And then they occasionally set the ball screen. So I was back and forth on how to feel about it. Um, but a couple of them obviously were beautiful and worked very well. Um, there was one, and I sent it to the guys, where when the two guards, I don't remember who it was, um, on opposite side, it was in the first half. They went to cross, but instead of going across, they did like the skip to my loo. Like they hooked arms and swung back around and went back to where they came from. It's on Twitter. It's on even, Twitter. I Hoops Infomatics, I think, uh, okay. tweeted it. Uh, I'll send it to you or I'll retweet it or something. I think I might have retweeted it actually, or like I think I just liked it, whatever. Uh, but it was very clever. I was like, I don't know if I love this or if I'm annoyed by this because I don't know what the result of the play was, and it's a little cheesy, but it was very clever. <laughs> okay, I I haven't seen that, but that yeah I I mean yeah that that's that's fair. I um they didn't do anything to blow me away, and I'm just not sure where this team is, Michigan State. Um, offensive scheme, defensive scheme, just as a team in general. But, um, yeah, I get what I get what Kai's saying. Yep. Um, uh, nothing of... really else to touch on. Just people making some comments. Coleman well, is a Bra- movie. Brandon, um, made a comment here. Michigan State definitely needed this win. Um, 
I yeah, Michigan State needed this win more than Illinois did. Um, but that happens. Um, yeah, Michigan State. Yeah, struggling. and he made it. He and made another point. The Their schedule, I, like Illinois, uh, Michigan State schedule does lighten up. They've got Rutgers, Minnesota, Maryland. Wisconsin is a tough one at Wisconsin, but then they play Michigan, Maryland, Minnesota. So one, two, three, four, five, six, six of their next seven are against Ken Palm teams that are 75 or worse. So Michigan state schedule definitely lightens up here over the next month. So that'll be good for them. Illinois schedule isn't exactly difficult either. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Um, you said, they were, which I'm glad they survived. Like I would have accepted a loss, yeah, today because the next three I think are very winnable. Uh, the next like actually, five are one, very two, winnable. Three, four. Yeah, the next five, five. Yeah, I mean you the go two Michigan and two Northwestern, so winning a road game in the Big Ten is always difficult. But yeah, I mean Mich- Michigan with Doug McDaniel for what it's worth. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, that whole in Ann Arbor whole situation. But yeah. Uh, all right. Let's just move on here. Um, okay. Kind of recapping 71 68 was the final um, three and one in the big 10. Now 12 and three overall um, big win needed it. Um, just can't lose home games because road games are going to be hard enough to come by. So win the ones when you can. Uh, and they did, they pulled it out. And now we move on. So next up is Maryland. Um, you going to that one? Or are you going to the next? You're the man, Charlie. Got a new fan. What's up, Charlie? I appreciate your design. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> There's the fireworks. Uh, no, yeah, I'm so going to Rutgers. The 21st. Going to Rutgers. I'm That's going right. to Rutgers. You were debating between the two. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Maryland Sunday. Uh, that one is like noon or one or two uh, or something. I think it's I one central. Afternoon. One central. One central. Something like that. Uh, yeah, that's on Sunday. And then uh, at Michigan uh, one week from tonight. Yep. So we will plan on doing post games for both of those, I imagine. Um, unless we end up being somewhere else. But, yeah. Do you want to give your NFL picks? We got a request. Okay. Um, I've got the Texans on Saturday. I'll take the... I want to take the Dolphins, but I don't think I can. So I'll take the Chiefs on Saturday and then the Bills. So all the home teams, chalk as usual. Um, Cowboys. Uh, I am going to take, I'm going to take the Rams just to do it. And then the Eagles. I didn't think you'd ever take the Rams to do anything positive anymore. Yeah, I know. I wish they'd. No, I'm not going to say it. But go ahead. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some road teams. I'm gonna take the Browns. Um, I'll take the Chiefs. Blackout. I'll take the Bills and the Cowboys and the Lions and the Eagles. Okay. Yeah. Browns, Chiefs, okay. Bills, Cowboys, Lions, Eagles. Those are mine. Those are mine. Um, All right. Who, who you got winning the Super Bowl, though? I'm taking the Ravens. I'm taking Chalk. I think the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I, think the Ravens I don't know. Here. I mean, I, 
I might just take the Niners just to be different. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those two teams. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk any coaching carousel stuff before we get off? Oh, uh, really I mean, a weekly show anymore? Yeah. You want to? I mean, talk this would have been the Belichick week to probably or... do one. Do you have any thoughts on Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Pete Carroll? I mean, I kind of got a hot uh, take on Belichick. What is it? What's his re- it. What's his record without Brady? I mean, not good. Brady won the six super. It, it, those were. Brady's I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's I, kind I of just, widely wa- widely understood that most of that dynasty, their success had to do with Brady more so than it did Belichick. Yeah, I mean, he's still so I, I think, he's still one of the greatest, but I think his reputation is. I don't want to say his reputation, but his stats and his record is inflated because he had the best player of all time leading the team. So I don't think he, in the end, he was that good of a coach, but he won six Super Bowls. So good for him. Uh, Saban, not surprised by that one, to be honest. I think I, you probably saw my tweet. He was His attitude was so much different the last couple of years. Uh, I, I just figured the end was coming. Obviously, he's 72 years old, but... Um, just the way he was acting, he was doing McAfee show weekly and all of that. Like, so I'm not surprised. Um, sounds like a former Saluki was uh, former Saluki coach might be the replacement. So that that'll be kind of cool. Uh, but is that your that pick? I can root for Alabama. That's that what everyone pick? on Twitter is saying. They're saying it's him or Norvell from Florida state, which I don't blame for. I don't blame Norvell because Florida state's getting in trouble for NIL and they're obviously never going to make the, well, I guess they can make the playoff now, but. uh, I just really want to see the reaction from this town. If it goes to Tommy Reese, it won't, I know it won't, (laughs) but I saw his name in somebody's tweet as a, as a true option. And I just laughed. It was uh, this town. Adam Rittenberg just, this town would just die if that's what happened. Um, okay, so you're saying Kalen DeBoer will be the next Alabama head coach? I'm not saying it. Twitter's saying oh. it. All right. Um, anything I, else? I thought it would be Lane Kiffin. I mean, I, I immediately tweeted the video of him yeah. saying I mean, that died w- at the end of his Ole Miss interview. That would have been my that would have been my first guess, yeah. but yeah. Which that tweet is blown up. It's got like 130 impressions. 130,000 impressions. So, all right. Um, Cubs finally signed like somebody. Was, yeah, and, I was gonna say there was a couple more things that we could have. Cubs made a trade today too, and I don't think the Cubs I like that trade it, for so. the Cubs. I do like the trade. I do too. Cubs. I hate giving away. I don't like the pitcher. But, I don't like Imanaga, um, but I don't mind Imanaga. I think they're getting him in a pretty good deal. Um, they are. It's a good a, price. I mean, he's a middle back end of the rotation guy. They're. I mean, yep. they. He's not their ace. Like they're not paying him to yep. be their ace either. Yep. Um. They're paying him to fill the Marcus Stroman role. So they may not be done. Uh, and then the trade today, um, Michael Bush, I think, is a great addition. I yeah, still have some like questions about how exactly he fits, um, but I don't think they're done. So, um, And, yes, they do need to sign Cody Bellinger. I think they will. I think that's inevitable. Um, but uh, I've seen crazier things with Scott Boras' clients. Okay, let's shut this thing down. We've been on here for a while. Um one more time, Illinois 71, Michigan State 68 in Champaign. Uh, Illinois improves to 3-1 and one in conference play. Next up for the Illini is a home game against Maryland on Sunday in Champaign. For Craig, 
I'm Logan. Um, we will see you guys next time. Um, stay warm. And yeah. what's the what's are you guys getting the super super cold um, next week? Um, we are getting cold. I think it's going to stay below freezing for like four or five days straight. Oh, we're seeing we're going to see single digits. Are you seeing single digits? There will be low. I think there will be lows in the single okay. digits. I think, but I don't All know right. how much weather like precipitation or snow we're going to get. Well, but we're we going to get cold. snow and rain and and cold, and it's going to be miserable for about four or five days so stay warm stay safe and we will see you guys on sunday probably peace